Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Beauty Biz Show. We took a little break in August so I could enjoy some summer fun, and I'm hoping that you were able to do the same. But I'm really excited to be back and to keep sharing some Beauty Biz inspiration with you guys. So today we have a guest. Her name is Holly Amson, and Holly attended my live event a few years back, and she really stood out in the crowd as somebody who had it going on and was really showing up 100% in the beauty biz world. And I've since became friends with her on Facebook, and she is an amazing source of inspiration for me. It seems like this gal has a goal. She sets it, she goes for it, and she accomplishes it. And I thought, what a great guest to have on the show so she could share some of this positive energy and this inspirational, motivational type lifestyle with us. So get ready for a great show. Holly, she has a lot going on in the beauty biz world. She's an educator. She is a licensed esthetician. She just moved her family, her young children to another country. And she's gonna share how she accomplishes all the stuff that she has going on. And she really, she seems to... I'm so excited to share my love of all things beauty industry related with you. So I invite you to join me each week as I feature compelling interviews with industry educators and leaders and inspirational success stories from my fellow beauty biz practitioners. Stay tuned for some powerful beauty biz inspiration. and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Cree, and today I have a very special guest who I think is going to inspire you to build the world of your dreams, build the beauty biz of your dreams. And today I have with us Holly Amson. Hi, Holly. Hi, Lori. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. I want to take everybody back to when I first met you, and then I just want to share everything you're doing because I've been watching you online and I find you to be so inspirational. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) So I had a live event back in 2015 and I saw this gorgeous couple sitting in my audience. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure my husband was about the only guy there besides maybe a couple other gentlemen in the industry and Jay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And well, that's what kind of caught my eye because Jay does everything with me. I actually call him uh, and for those of you guys listening, Jay is my significant other, but I call Jay an esthetician by association. So exactly. And that's the same with my husband. <laughs> that's what you had said to me that, uh, he comes along for the ride. So do you guys work together or is it just, he does these trips with you and he can immerse himself into the learning process and have fun? Yeah. So I would love for us to work together. And at some point that's what I am aspiring for us to do. But at the moment, Uh, We do not work together. I think that he knows I'm a little too OCD to work with. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Jay has learned to, he always just says, whatever you need, babe. (laughs) Those are his famous last words. They're smart. (laughs) They are. Happy wife, happy life. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So I, I remember I got to speak to you a little bit at the event. And I guess this is where I want to start having you just share all the things I've watched you accomplish in the last year. But you were training and working nutrition into your life to do some sort of fitness competition. Yes, yes, I was. So at the time, I was actually prepping for a show. And our whole life, actually, our life really changed after uh, your wonderful seminar that you had given. And in the following months, we actually picked up our life and moved to Canada. 
and decided to start over here, which was slowly in the works, but it kind of um, threw a monkey wrench in our whole plan when we took a little spontaneous trip up here to look at an area that I had considered, and we found a condo that we had fallen in love with. That oh my gosh! First I had of all, attracted years before. L- let me hit the pause button so people know where where is where were you living when you came to my live event? Yeah, so we were living in California at the time. In Northern California? Yes, yes, in Fresno, so Central California, actually. Okay, so Central California, and then you took a trip to Canada, Toronto, right? To Toronto, yes. And my husband's from here, and I had lived here before. And, yeah, we just fell in love with this condo, and we literally put our house on the market the next day, took the condo, and we moved within two months. So it was very big life-changing events. So I decided to put my competition on hold. I I had a lot of stressors in my life and I knew what I could manage. So now I'm back on the training program and actually planning to compete in November, which is really exciting. I've found a great team here to work with and a mentor that is coaching me. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. I just said to Jay, who, you know, Jay is into fitness and nutrition. That's his business. I said, look at Holly's arms. <laughs> so I can see that you're working hard on Facebook. So. It's hard for a woman to grow some arms. Gosh, when people say, I don't want to get bulky, I'm like, oh, no, you won't. <laughs> yeah, that's what Jay always says. Sometimes he thinks people use that as an excuse. Like that's oh, their fear yes. and they're scared to step into it. So, yes. okay. So tell me, you're a licensed esthetician. I am. Yes. How long have you been an esthetician? So I have been in the industry. I actually started as a cosmetologist about almost 15 years ago. And then I moved into medical aesthetics in Canada. And then I moved back into aesthetics, spa aesthetics, when I moved back to California. So I have a nice wide variety in the industry. Okay. So you you actually own a business, California? I do. Yes. Now there's so many listeners and I've been getting so many questions lately sent into my esthetician mentor support team that people want to keep a business that they've built for a really long time, but they want to move and have a little more freedom. So I think you've successfully done this. Will you talk about how long have you had your business? Yeah, absolutely. So this current business, so I've actually had two separate businesses, one in Canada and one in California. My business in California, I've had for seven years now, and I did. I built a beautiful clientele. I have um, really lovely clients that I've attracted that really emulate who I am as a person, which works very, very well. And they were all extremely understanding when I told them that I was going to move. So I really trained them over about a six to eight month period, knowing that at some point it would come. And I worked down from working whenever my clients could come in to really saying, I'm going to be here for this week. When would you like to come in? And it was definitely a challenge. Moving has your challenges, but I was able to successfully do that. And I will say one of the biggest key factors was having in place a really good cancellation policy and letting those clients know how committed you are to them. And in return, they'll be committed to you. Yeah, it's I just actually wrote an article for Skin Inc about business boundaries and cancellations this morning. So we are definitely on the same page. Fantastic. It's a must professional. Okay, what does your spa look like? Is there somebody that runs it when you're in Canada now? Yeah, so it's actually a boutique spa. I previously had a larger spa setting or a larger footprint, and I just found managing a clinic like that in California with all of the laws surrounding employees and surrounding 
oh gosh, workman's comp and all those different things. It just wasn't worth it for me. So I'm in a great little boutique setting. It's just myself. I, I actually work quite well alone, which is just wonderful. And when I'm gone, I lock the doors up and a massage therapist actually will go in and she'll see her patients for the time that I'm not there. So it's worked out really, really nice. Now, something that you've done that has impressed me is you were at my live event with your husband and you have two little ones at home. How old are your children? We do. So we have a two-year-old and a six-year-old. What does your support system look like? That would Because I think a lot of people feel so overwhelmed when they have children. They don't even know how to welcome support into their life. Like who watches when you and your husband decide to travel for business and still have an adult life and be really present parents? Yes, absolutely. So for the most part, I will say that was actually our first trip together away from our children. And my mom was so kind enough to watch our girls for us. I, it was very challenging for us because we actually came home from that event with a very sick baby. And it was quite a traumatic, I would say, week for us that really opened our eyes and made us uh, kind of change the way that we did a few things as parents. But my support system is primarily my husband. He has been absolutely amazing. He's actually taken this past year off to stay home with our children to help them with the adjustment of moving not only to a new country, but making new friends and adjusting to school. And that has been extremely helpful. I, my in-laws actually also just moved across the street from us and that was everything I could ever dream of. So they are also here more so as a family support system, not necessarily to watch our children on a daily basis, but family support and friendships and just the support from the outside world really makes all the difference in the world. And it allows you to still continue on with your dreams without becoming overwhelmed. When you say coming home from the live event, and thank you, I'm very honored that I was your first trip away to come to my event from your children. (laughs) I did not know that. So thank you. (laughs) When you said, okay, so I get home and I realized that I had to, or we had to, as a family, put different structures in place. Will you just tell me a little bit what that meant and how you created a different structure? Because this is so important. Like women are trying to do it all right now. Any inspiration and advice you could share, I'm sure would be openly received and appreciated. And that was me. I was trying to do it all. I was trying to run my business, fly all over the United States. I'm also an educator for PCA Skin, and that keeps me extremely busy in and itself. And then to also run my practice and to try to write articles and try to really create an online presence. And it's a lot for someone to do all at once without delegating. And at that point, I didn't feel I was ready to delegate. So I took a step back and I looked at it and I said, you know, life is too short. I have missed so many of my children's, you know, key events in their lives. And I mean, birthdays and just so many different events. So I just kind of took a step back and said, you know what? I'm going to start to be a mom. I'm going to really prioritize. And I have to say your Rockstar Ritual book has really, really helped me to prioritize. And I now pick specific days that I will perform certain tasks. And if it's not that day, it's not getting done. If it's not top three on my list for that day, it's not getting done. And I take time in my day to spend quality time, not just quantity, but quality time with my kids. And I take time out of my day to support my own self health and go to the gym. And that's the time that my husband and I actually have to build our relationship. We say we don't go out on date nights and 
gorge on all this amazing food, we love to go to the gym together. So it's just finding balance and really creating a schedule for yourself to where everything fits in. And I think that that's really helped me to kind of manage life in general and prioritize life and know that the reason I do everything I do is so that I can inspire my kids and so that I can inspire other people. And how can you do that when you feel like you're drowning, right? You know, you're, you're so right. And you mentioned the Rockstar Rituals Journal. I created that because I think you may remember at the live event, I used to have 12 notebooks on my desk. <laughs> yes. And I had stuff written all over the place and I could never find it. And I said, what if I really created a structured system for myself? And we think, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. But if you take the time to write things down, you're 10 times more likely to get them done. So you, what do you do? Just take like 10 minutes on Sunday or each morning. How do you how do you write this stuff down so you follow the pattern and the ritual? Yeah, so- Typically when I'm doing like my meal preps and I'll go pick up all my food and I'll figure out kind of what my next week is going to look like. And oftentimes for me, it's actually the next month because of my travel schedule. Um, So I'll prioritize typically on Sundays what I'm going to be doing for the next week and kind of also what that next month is going to look like for me. And it's been, it has been extremely helpful. And I will say I actually pass that knowledge on in my classes as well. So I hope that you've had lots of people purchasing that book from you because my gosh is it ever just a piece of gold <laughs> oh thank you thank you it does it does seem to uh ship out quite a few of them every week so I didn't know you were spreading the word I appreciate it oh, definitely <laughs> <laughs> I also want to ask you about the PCA um, educator gig that you have because I do get a lot of questions from other estheticians and beauty biz practitioners saying I would love to get into education or sales so what does that look like? Like, how did you become a PCA educator? And I want to tell you this as well. That was my first product training ever where I sat in a classroom all day long. It was with PCA and I, it lit my skincare soul on fire. They train you guys to just show up as such educated professionals that I didn't want to leave, even though it was like a 10 hour day. (laughs) (laughs) I know a 10 hour day. We don't quite have that 10 hour platform anymore, which honestly is probably one of the best best things that PCA has actually done. So I'll start kind of from the beginning. So I was actually at a management seminar and talk about, you know, the laws of attraction, really just putting yourself in the right place at the right time. And I was at the seminar, really just enjoying the content. And they had said, I would like somebody to raise their hand and talk about sunscreen. And of course, sunscreen gets me so excited, especially (laughs) that I was one of the only people that raised my hand. And I spoke about sunscreen and ingredients and safety and so forth. And at the end, Amber Yergin, who was our director of education at the time, had come up and had said, have you ever considered being in education? Holly, can I hit the pause button for one second? Were you at a PCA training or was this just some other random training where this person heard you? Management training, management training. For PCA? No, it was actually Cindy Graff, who at the time was one of my mentors and was a great platform artist and speaker about just skincare in general and especially lasers. So it was a management seminar that I was at in San Francisco. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that was clear because I didn't know if you had already been a PCA uh, client, like if you retailed it. Yeah. You know, actually, I mean, even going back further, PCA really had given me a platform to work from in terms of being able to change people's lives. I used to suffer from a pretty extreme case of acne. Um, And it was when I was introduced to PCA skin and really changed my daily care regimen as well as the professional treatments that I was doing that I saw a huge difference in my skin. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I was so passionate about PCA 
was because it had changed my life tremendously. And I probably wouldn't be here today had I not had that opportunity just because the psychological effects that acne has on, on an individual. I, so yeah, so Amber had you know, asked me if I'd be interested in this opportunity and gave me her business card. And I'd said at the time, oh, I'm so busy. I'm consulting with a few different practices that are opening and I'm just, you know, really kicking off my business. And I, I'll think about it. And she goes, well, just so that you know, you know, there's thousands of people that apply every year and it's a huge opportunity. And I said, okay, thank you so much. And I thought about it and I went, oh my gosh, this is a huge opportunity. And I look back at the beginning of my industry or beginning of my experience in, you know, even cosmetology. And I always wanted to be a platform artist. And I thought, well, this is the way for me to actually give back and educate using the platform of PCA Skin. Um, so I went through a rigorous process. It was fantastic. But oh my gosh, did I ever get so much stress acne? Okay, wait, I want to hear what the training process is like to become an educator, because this is, people are curious about this, including myself. Yes, absolutely. And I get this question all the time. So initially, it was several interviews over the phone and answering questions that they had had and kind of just quizzes. And then it went into uh, working actually with a mentor and a coach within the PCA team and performing calls with them where you were regurgitating the information on the slides or giving them feedback and they were analyzing how you actually presented it. And after you passed that session, then you actually performed an eight hour video of you presenting the entire presentation on video. And we sent that in and then that was analyzed. And then once I passed that step, they actually flew me out to corporate and I spoke in front of a panel and they gave me their feedback. And then at that point, they made their decision and then brought me on board. And then I went through the in-house training to where you actually uh, shadow each individual in each department of PCA Skin so that you understand the inner workings of the company, which I think is really important because as an outside educator, I'm not at corporate every day. So to emulate and really live and breathe what they see there every day, it's quite difficult. So I really wanted to immerse myself in it. I, and then I actually taught my first live class. It was near Christmas time in San Francisco and Amber flew out and actually spent the day with me. And then from that point forward, you go through each of these training processes as you elevate uh, yourself in your profession and as you continue on to the next position. So it's it's intense, but it's a lot of fun and it's extremely rewarding. I, I heard you mention the term platform artist. So you had a vision of yourself speaking in the industry. Is that what you meant by platform artist? I did. I actually, at the time it was in cosmetology and I used to love to do updos and highlights. And I always saw myself being on stage with a microphone, you know, whipping up an amazing updo in cosmetology. <laughs> I didn't quite see it the same in skincare, but I feel that I get that same energy that those platform artists do in cosmetology. They just have way more fun music. <laughs> I think more estheticians should put themselves out there and get out there and start speaking and educating, even if it's at a local beauty school. Like we, we need to be pioneers and lead these gals getting out of school. Absolutely. It, have you ever had a fear of being on stage? Oh, absolutely. Every time I get on stage, I am an absolute stress ball when I get on stage and everybody laughs at me because they say, I don't understand it because you're so confident when you're on stage. And I say, I know that's because I force myself to, but every time I get on stage, I have to read myself this affirmation that the pain of the process is only temporary, but the feeling of the achievement lasts forever. And 
it really, really helps. Now in national settings and going into um, practices throughout the United States, I don't get nervous. It's more so like this weekend, this coming weekend, getting up on the stage at Face and Body. Those situations will still make me nervous, but it's great. It's just stepping outside that comfort zone. And that's where I've seen a lot of my growth take place. I was terrified the first time I had to do it. And I didn't understand why I was terrified because I used to be a flight attendant and I'd have to stand in front of 300 people and do silly stuff during the demos. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know why I feel so weird and insecure getting up in front of people, but it it is an affirmation. It's protecting your energy and uh, just bravely doing it, I guess, is how I overcome it. Oh, and you do a beautiful job at it. And I, I really, I love to watch others or other people speak as well, especially when our CEO gets up on stage. And when a lot of our marketing team gets up on stage, I just love to watch their confidence. And I'll just write down key words and key phrases that they say, because I always think that I can further develop my vocabulary when I'm speaking as well. I do the same thing. I like watching people do it as well. And just, I think the most important thing though, is just allow yourself to be you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. When I really owned that, I feel like my audience became much more engaged. Yes. Rather than trying to read from a script or trying to sound uh, too simplistic, I guess you could say. <laughs> or, or you know what? Teach what you don't know. Like all these people, I think, are trying to stand up there and start worrying about s- sounding smart and educating people, and they make it complicated. I just teach what I know. Hopefully, people are grasping it. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. <laughs> so, how often do you educate? Is it once a month? So, I'm typically on the road every week. Some weeks it's two classes I'm teaching. Some weeks it's one class. I would say I teach an average of four to six seminars a month. Um, Some of them are in a national setting. Some are in an in-office type setting, which is a really great opportunity for a professional to bring us in and customize their course and make it more one-on-one so that we can meet all their needs for the day. And then I do speak at a lot of our trade shows now. So it's a, a really nice mix. Now, I'm going to see you in face and body in a few days, which will be nice to give you a, a big old hug in person. But are you speaking for PCA there or are you doing something else? Yeah, so I will actually be speaking both at the Advanced Education Summit Saturday and I'll be speaking on adult acne, which, of course, I'm passionate about. And then I'm also going to be speaking on Sunday and Monday for PCA Skin. Awesome. I'm, you know, Katie Anderson, the editor of Skin Inc. Magazine, asked me like a year ago if I would speak. And I said, you know, I I can't because it's my birthday weekend. And it's the one time I really indulge in some self-care. Like we usually go to Napa or we do something really fun. And then I started thinking, you know what? I I do want to be around. I want to immerse myself in that energy because I love the face and body show. So I called her and I said, if anyone cancels, I will speak. And she's like, would you moderate? And I thought, oh my gosh, how fun. But I'm bummed you're not on my panel. I'm not going to be in your classroom. I was looking at that because I saw Jay is also moderating as well. And I had the opportunity to moderate it, face and body in uh, Chicago earlier this year. And it was so much fun getting to listen to all the presentations throughout the day and the great opportunity to introduce some amazing professionals. Yeah, I'm excited about the business track because it's being on the total other end of the immersion for me, getting to sit and listen. But I want to make sure we get to say hello to each other so I, and maybe even have a cocktail together after hours. That would be great. <laughs> I'm drinking my water. I was going to say, I don't know if that's on your diet plan right now. <laughs> it's not. I can't afford those calories. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. In a, in a few months, I can. <laughs> One more question that I have about being an educator, and you don't have to throw out numbers because I know this is 
private stuff, but how do how does the pay structure work for an educator? Is it by hour? Is it by the specific type of training you're doing? How do they how do they pay you for somebody who may want to step out of the treatment room and do something like this? Could you feed us with a little bit of info? Absolutely. So it really just depends. So I am an outside contractor, so I invoice them and there's different levels that you would be training at. So whether it's a half day, whether it's a full day, if it's a trade show, uh, if I'm speaking at a large event, I get paid a different fee. So it really just depends on the type of event that you are actually um, working. And also it depends on how long you've been an educator. It depends on your educational background. I mean, obviously, an esthetician will be getting paid differently than a physician that we have on our team. Um, and really how far you want to go within the company. My goal is always growth. So every year, poor Amber, I'm like, Amber, I need to grow. Amber, I need to grow. I need to move into the next position. When can I become an advanced educator? When can I speak at this event? When can I write this article? So it all depends on how motivated you are as well as an educator. I, there's great opportunity there. And there's no guarantee either way. So there's a certain amount of days in a month that you are committed so you, maybe it's eight or nine days out of the month and you may or may not get scheduled. So there's some months where you may only have three classes. There's some months where you may have 10 classes, but at the end of the year, it really all balances out. And for me, it's actually nice if I want to go away on a two week vacation, which has actually this past summer, we've gone on a lot of vacations. I, I can do that and I could just close down and go. And it's so nice not feeling tied into an hourly wage or tied into you know, you have to be here this time, this day, every single week. I, I really, really like this structure. For me, it works extremely well. How often do you go to your spa in California? So I'm there. When I first started going back, I was there every four weeks. And my clients, I really saw them between the four to six week mark. I have monthly or clients who come in monthly pretty much and always have. And I have created kind of a program to where they pay a certain amount if they come in between that four to six week mark. I found that going back every four weeks, I felt like I was constantly back there and it just was too much. So I've moved back to five weeks and I think that's the sweet spot for me. And I go like, I actually leave first thing tomorrow morning. I'll be in my practice on Tuesday through Friday. And then Friday night, I'll go ahead and head out to San Jose. And then I'll be back again in September, five weeks from now. And I'll do the same thing. So I, I like to be there at least a Thursday through a Sunday. And then my travel days are usually Wednesday and Monday. Now, do you have family close by that you stay with? Or are you in a hotel that whole time? I do. You know, I'm so lucky. My sister, I swear she keeps my head straight sometimes. My sister and my brother-in-law have been amazing and have opened their doors for me. And I stay with them while I'm there. I also, our best girlfriend, I bought our house. So I also can stay back there if I'd like to as well, which is nice. If I bring the family, we typically stay in a hotel. It's just more convenient. It works a little bit better with two little ones. I, but it, it's nice being able to just be right around the corner from the spa and go in first thing in the morning, get to the gym, get home, eat dinner, and go to bed. And when I am there, I'm there 16, 17 hours a day. So they're intense get in, get out, but I have to be able to get through the amount of clients that I need to see. And that's anywhere from 75 to 90 clients within a five-day period. So it's intense. I don't know if you know this, but I kind of do the same thing. I actually live two hours away from my spa. So I keep an apartment in LA and I only work right now. I work Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That's great. It is intense. So one other question I have, like, I think, what if I downsize my spa? Like I'm playing with future ideas for myself and I, laundry. How do you do the spa laundry? Do you have it in your facility or do you bring it to your sister's house? How does that work? 
Yeah, so typically I do take it to my sisters just because the facilities that we have um, within the location that I'm at, it takes forever for the laundry to dry there. So I just take it back to my sisters. It's done quickly. I have it ready for the next morning. I, I have found that that's pretty easy. I do use a lot of throwaway consumables, so that also makes it a lot easier. But with sheets and towels, they have to go in the washer. I'll tell you one thing I did to help my laundry speed up, and you may or may not know this. I switched from the terry cloth wraps to the waffle wraps for the oh. spa room. And I swear my laundry's done probably 20 to 30 minutes faster than it used to be. That's nice. And see, I don't actually use wraps for the most part. So the two treatments that I primarily do in my practice are going to be microdermabrasion and gentle peels. I, I don't really do, I don't, actually don't do any waxing anymore. I don't do a lot of traditional facials. I primarily just offer clinical skincare and results. And of course, in California, there's so many things that we're limited to doing. So I would love to incorporate like microneedling and dermaplaning, but I can't there. So, so I will say moving back to Toronto, my skincare soul, as you call it, is constantly just like, oh, microneedling. It would be so much fun to get back into it and lasers and all these other options. But... I just have to go, okay, Holly, look at where you're at in your life. You still have two little ones. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> Are you going to open something in Toronto? You know, we thought about it. That was that was a big reason why we actually had come to your course. Of course, I'd heard amazing things about you and your mentorship programs and the way that you spoke. Uh, but we were really thinking about opening a health and wellness center. And we still have it on the back burner at the moment. I'm still, I am extremely passionate about education and that, I will say, is what really lights my fire. I, but incorporating something that both my husband and I could do together would be amazing. I want to wait until our children are both in primary school. Right now, it's just too much having a little one in preschool and, and one in second grade. So in a few years, that's something that we will definitely consider. I want to compliment you on is I, I think that I like following you on Instagram because you're so inspirational. Like, I love your condo. I love how you speak to others. I love the fact that you're an educator. And I think when we can spot the greatness in another person, it inspires us to show up and share our greatness. So something you've said over and over today, and I don't even know if you know this, is that I manifested this. I manifested that. And I am a true believer in the law of attraction. So tell me how you manifested your condo, because I think so many of us long to have a place that's beautiful and we call home and you did it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, I have to tell you I, about six years ago. And that's when they actually built these condos. I I'm obsessed. And anybody in my family can tell you I'm obsessed with realtor.ca and realtor.com. And I'm constantly looking at the market and where could we live and where could we go and look at these views. And there's an energy in Toronto that is amazing. And especially living on the water, I just, I, it's hard to explain. I just feel like I'm on vacation all the time. So I saw this condo and I saw these views and I went, oh my gosh, that's spectacular. And I screenshotted it and I put it into kind of my, someday this is where I want to live, my dream board, you could say. And when we actually came to this condo, I'd asked the real estate agent just to show us corner units because I, I wanted something with lots of windows. I said, if I'm going to be up in the air, I want lots of windows. And he goes, well, I, I picked this one for you. It's a little bit outside of what you said you wanted your budget to be, but I wanted to show you it anyway. And I walked in and I was like, wow, wow. This is the condo that I had pinned like five years ago. I cannot believe this is actually happening. And that's where for me, it was just like, this needs to happen. There, there's something telling me that this needs to happen. 
and watching the market, these condos don't come up very often. Like maybe twice a year a condo like this would come up. And we pretty much left and we made the offer that day. And I had said to my in-laws, you know, oh my gosh, I have no idea what we're doing. We had to pay rent a year in advance in order to be here. And now we're talking to the landlord about actually selling the condo at the end of our lease. But I just knew it had to be done. So it's really just putting it out there and knowing that at some point it will come back. And that was the same with the car that I drive. I loved my car. And even the house that we lived in in California, I knew exactly what I wanted. And it's putting that image out there, putting that expectation out there that that's already mine. That is mine. And it will happen. Yeah, you have to be open to receive it. And even I think more so than that, as you believe you deserve it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so often, especially as women, we can be so hard on ourselves. Yes. Really put ourselves down. And it's hard because we're comparing ourselves to somebody else's Instagram life and somebody else's Facebook life. And they're putting all the great things on there. And we're hard on ourselves. So I think that just allowing yourself to have these nice things and allowing yourself to treat yourself and managing it well is really, really important. And I I think it all comes down to how you manage your life. Yeah, I think you're right. I I absolutely agree with you. So I know you just said you have to take off early tomorrow morning. You have two little ones. I'm sure you have a ton to do, so I'm not going to keep you much longer, but I would like you to share maybe two or three success tips for our listeners that are trying to achieve their dreams and their goals. Absolutely. Gosh, I have so many of them, but I will keep it to two or three. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted, actually, I was just talking to my husband about this last night and we kind of co-create But surrounding yourself with like-minded people, people who encourage you, people who inspire you, and people who believe in you, this is truly where you will see yourself elevate in your profession, whatever profession that might be in. I think that that's really, really important. And uh, surround yourself with people who have done even more amazing things than you so that you can aspire to be like them. Another kind of quote that I love to live by is the secret to having it all is believing you already do. That is the laws of attraction. You have to believe that you already have it. And then I would say the last one is really celebrate what you've accomplished. But each time that you accomplish something, set the bar a little bit higher. That's how you also will continue to see growth in the industry. Those are three of them. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And you know, it's funny that even the, the the first one you mentioned, surround yourself with like-minded people, you're in my core program, my core coaching academy. Did you see that I posted that this morning? A whole quote. I did. You know, it was funny. I was out, I was actually listening to one of your podcasts on my rollerblading cardio this morning. And I, you had also brought something up like that in the session. And of course, last night I had written some of these out that I said, I really want to speak about surrounding yourself with amazing people. And then I saw that this morning and I was like, see, there you go. Laws of attraction. Yeah. We're definitely on the same page we with that one. ourselves with it, right? <laughs> yes. I, I was just listening to something inspirational on my drive from LA to Palm Springs. And it was about teamwork and really bringing the right people into your life. And you'll go so much farther, so much faster with that. And it, it all goes back to this like-minded thing and who you're surrounded yourself with. Absolutely. And I would love to attend one of your masterminds. I will say that. Unfortunately, I was booked out for a class at the April session and oh, I was so devastated. I had to miss it. But I would love to get out for your next mastermind. Uh, I hope you can, because you know what? Those smaller ones that are like 30 to 40 people, that is 
my favorite thing to do because they're magical. First of all, we go to beautiful resort like settings and I negotiate a good room rate for you guys so you can stay over and pamper yourself a little bit. But that's where the magic happens and you find your real hardcore support system at events that are smaller and really where you tap into where you need to grow and how you could show up differently and share your gifts. And I hope you can because you would be a great addition to the group. Yes, I would love to. I would love to. Awesome. Well, I'm not going to keep you. I'm going to let you carry on with your day, but I want to thank you so much for being here today, Holly. I really enjoyed speaking to you. Thank you so much, Lori. I really appreciated the opportunity as well. Awesome. I'll see you this weekend at Face and Body. Okay. Sounds great. Okay. Take care, Holly. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Beauty Biz Show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to live beautifully. If you'd like a copy of my free report, six simple strategies to generate a dramatic increase in your beauty biz income and fill your appointment book with valuable clients, please visit www.lauricrete.com. Or if you'd like to book an appointment at my spa in Los Angeles, please visit www.thespa10.com. Thanks again for tuning into the Beauty Biz Show. Beauty Biz Show.